The morning of the meeting. The meeting where mum would find out if she still had a job. She looked awful. At breakfast, when she handed me a plastic bowl of dry cat biscuits and gave my cereal to Max, I knew it was time to take over. Sit down, mum, I said. I'll get some coffee. On the way to work, she was twitchy and angry with everyone on the motorway. We should have had a big sign on our car. Stressed out woman, please give way. When we got to work, everyone else was much the same. I decided to keep well out of the way. Later, Mum gave me a nervous smile as she filed with all the others into the studio where the big meeting was being held. Everyone had to be there except Bill, the retiring news editor, and the reporter and the camera operator who were covering the air show. I'd much rather have been at the air show than stuck in the office. Mum and I had gone last year. She'd been the reporter that day, and we'd got to meet the Air Force pilots, the top guns who fly the fighters. I was even allowed to sit in the cockpit of one of the planes. I remember, I lost a packet of sweets in there. It must have fallen out of my pocket as I was climbing out. It was a packet of lifesavers, and I thought, well, you never know when a pilot might need a lifesaver. But I guess it was Mum who could do with a lifesaver now. Bill said the staff meeting was likely to go on for some time, so I went up to the cafeteria and watched TV. After a while, Bill came in. Scott, can you do me a favour? It'll cost. I grumped. What is it? Well,、uh, it isn't strictly business, but seeing you've got a bit of time on your hands, Bill asked me to go to the boating shop down near the marina to buy him some paint. He was planning to spend his retirement fishing, so he was getting his boat ready. He handed me a piece of paper with the name of the paint on it. And also flicked me some extra money to spend on myself. If Mum comes out before I'm back, I told Bill, tell her I won't be long. I grabbed my jacket and headed for the door. Then I had an idea. I walked back and pulled my camera out from under Mum's desk. What are you doing with that? Quizzed Bill. Selling it, I said, and headed out the door. I decided to go to the marina for Bill's paint first. And call into the second-hand shop on the way back. I knew I wouldn't get much for the camera; it was pretty old. But maybe I could trade it for a skateboard. It was good to be out in the fresh air. I began to feel more cheerful as I strolled down through the mall. A busker with a little brown dog was playing his trumpet in a doorway, and I threw him some coins. At the corner, I bought a hot dog from a vendor, and then headed down towards the marina. As I neared the boating shop. I heard the roar of fighter planes above. I looked skyward at the V formation of seven jets. <laughs> I smiled at the thought of one of the pilots chomping on a lifesaver as he skillfully manoeuvred his fighter around the sky. Just as I was about to go into the shop, something about the sound of the planes stopped me in my tracks. Other people began looking up too, as one of the fighters broke formation and veered sharply out over the harbour. <laughs> That couldn't be right. I raced across the road to the beach, watching all the time as the plane dropped from the sky like a stone. Some people started screaming; others watched in silence as the jet plummeted towards the ocean. I hauled my camera off my shoulder. It took a couple of seconds to pinpoint the plane in the viewfinder, but then I had it. I managed to follow the last few seconds of freefall before the jet hit the water with a hiss and a cloud of black smoke. 
I stood frozen to the spot, tape still rolling, as a crowd gathered on the beach, yelling and pointing to the spot where fuel was now burning on the surface of the water. I felt sick for the pilot. Already sirens were wailing as emergency services sprang into action. I knew that the network chopper would already be in the air. Just as I was lowering my camera, I heard someone yell, Look! Look! I swung round and followed the arm pointing upwards towards a small dot in the sky directly above us. I raised my camera again and started rolling. The parachute fluttered down gently, giving me plenty of time to focus on the man swinging beneath it. I slowly zoomed in on the dazed expression on his face and the whites of his knuckles as he grasped the straps over his shoulders. I followed him right down until his feet touched the sand and he rolled forwards. Soon the crowd was all over him, blocking my view. But I caught a glimpse of him unbuckling his harness, so I knew he was okay. When I got back to the newsroom, it was chaos. People were running in all directions, Bill was babbling over the radio to the crew on the chopper, and Mum was frantically dialing the police and the fire station and scribbling in her notebook. We'll go live with a news flash in ten minutes, yelled Bill. What pictures have we got? A breathless young reporter skidded into the room, waving a tape. Uh, we've got some good shots from the docks, the crash scene, smoke and stuff. Uh, looks like the pilot's a goner. He's not, I said, walking into the centre of the room. Nobody heard. I tried again. He's not. The pilot's not dead. Bill looked at me impatiently. What? The pilot ejected before the plane crashed. There was silence. Bill looked at me hard. Mum put down the phone. He's right, Bill, she said. I've just been talking to the police. Bill turned to me. How did you know that? I swallowed hard. I was there. I filmed him. Bill kept looking at me, not saying anything. So I took the tape out of my camera and gave it to him. As his hand closed around the tape, he seemed to come to life. Without saying a word, he turned and ran down the corridor to the editing suite. I raced after him. As he slid my tape into the video player, I prayed the film would look okay. The tape rewound and clicked to a stop. Bill stabbed the play button. The screen flickered. At first it was hard to make out anything in the blur, and then slowly the image came into focus. I tried to swallow what felt like a golf ball stuck in my throat. There was silence as more people gathered in the editing suite. You could hear the tape slowly turning. But it wasn't the only thing slowly turning. There on the screen, in all her glory, was Lisa Chung, pirouetting around the stage with swanly grace. I felt the golf ball clunk to the bottom of my stomach. Bill hit rewind again and drummed his fingers on the desk, breathing loudly as the tape whirred back to the beginning. But when it played again, there was still no jet plummeting towards the sea, no brave pilot floating down under a billowing parachute. Only Lisa, whirling about the stage, the lights catching the glitter on her smiling pink cheeks. Behind me I could hear muffled giggles as people filed out of the room. "'You're wasting my time, kid!' snarled Bill, storming out. 
I can't lead the news with ballet. I felt Mum's hand on my shoulder. She and Carlos were the only ones left. Hey, at least you tried, mate. I heard Carlos say as he stepped forward and took my tape out of the machine. I shrugged, but I couldn't speak. My voice was wedged under the golf ball in the pit of my stomach and my face was burning. I wanted them to go away. Mum was rubbing my back. I stiffened. Wait a minute, said Carlos from behind me. He lunged forward and grabbed a pen from the desk. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see him turning the pen like a key in the sprockets of the video cassette. When he'd finished, he shoved it back in the machine and hit play. I couldn't look at the screen at first, but then I heard the noise. A noise I would never forget. The awful, straining sound of a plane in trouble. I looked up at the screen then. At first, there was a blur as the camera struggled to focus against the glare of the sky. Then... The crippled jet became visible, rocketing towards the sea like some misguided missile. And then the last few moments of freefall, the plane hitting the water and the loud hiss and the black smoke. I glanced at Carlos, wondering how he'd worked this miracle. There was a fault with the tape, he explained. It wasn't rewinding fully. The stuff you shot was there all the time. Look! I turned back to the monitor. There was a blur as I jerked the camera upward when I first saw the pilot. For a few seconds, he looked like a dot, lost in the vastness of the blue sky, a silhouette magnified by the glare. But as he got closer, you could pick out his features and even the Air Force emblem on his jacket. I couldn't believe how steady I'd managed to keep the camera as I followed his descent to the beach. Holy, breathed Carlos. This is fantastic. Next thing, he was skidding out of the room. Bill! Bill! They say news travels fast. But I didn't expect my pictures to become such hot property. Within seconds of them being screened, the big TV networks were on the phone wanting to buy them. Soon, my pictures were being bounced off satellites all over the globe and beamed into squillions of homes. Carlos acted as my agent making sure I got a good price for my exclusive pictures. And Mum acted like a mum, saying the money would be going to the bank before I could spend it. That night, Dad rang to congratulate me. In fact, the phone hardly stopped ringing all night. When Mum and I finally got to sit down with a pizza to watch the late news and see my clip for the millionth time, I suddenly remembered I hadn't asked her how the big meeting went. She finished her mouthful of pizza and slowly wiped her mouth with a napkin. It was bad. I could tell. She turned to me with a serious look on her face. I lost my job, she said. I didn't know what to say. Then I saw she was smiling. Well, I lost my old job, but I got a new one. I frowned. What was she talking about? Mum put her arm around my shoulders. I'm the boss now, Scott. The boss of the newsroom. I'm replacing Bill as news editor at the end of the month. That means more money and no more night shifts. I could hardly believe it. Wow! 
this great, Mum! I yelled, clinking my glass of coke against hers. A news editor and a world-famous cameraman under the same roof. Things are definitely looking up. <laughs>